Yeah, so welcome in everyone. This is the full 10 yards betting podcast where every pound counts. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're uh, perusing all the betting sites for your bets on the week 10 action. Once, uh, as always, we are joined by Adam Wolford, our resident tipster extraordinaire. Adam, welcome in. How's, uh, how's the penny dropping for you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I've had a fairly very busy weekend again. November's always a bit of a mad one for us. Uh, went to watch Eddie Azar yesterday in Manchester. Got back from there today and yeah, just not had much time to sit and chill, to be honest. It's been a busy weekend. Hmm. If he, if, when he, <laughs> I don't know why I've just thought this. If he ever dies, do you reckon there will be, no, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> Let's move it swiftly on. Um, yeah, we're going to run you through every game of the week 10 action. And uh, just before we do that, I just want to give a big shout out to uh, obviously Bet. Bit- Bad news uh, in the in it, well NFL UK suppose podcasting side of things. Uh, Stevie Rains of uh, Kickers Matter, uh, unfortunately passing away after uh, cancer and a uh, very short illness as well. Adam, I know you're quite uh, probably a bit closer to him uh, than I will, but uh, big uh, big shock. Yeah, yeah, horrible news. He went to hospital two weeks ago with stomach pains. Uh, was in for a week with tests. Found out he had liver cancer last week and passed away today. Mm, um yeah. so just terrible news and thoughts go out to his family um his wife posted it earlier saying how much she knows how he she knows how much he enjoyed the nfl uk people and obviously mm. talking to everyone and the interactions on there and yeah just horrible news he's left a wife and a kid behind so yeah mm. just makes you think how quick things can happen Indeed, indeed. Obviously, enjoyed talking to him uh, when I've crossed paths with him uh, in my time. Obviously, doing some podcasting. So, yeah, thoughts out to family, friends, and all, and all the rest of those as well. So, yeah, um, it sucks, but um, unfortunately, we we need to, to move on. Uh, week ten, like I say, is a. Going to take you through every game, uh, every nook and cranny with all the games involved in Week 10. But um, yeah, I suppose we'll, we'll start off uh, with Arizona, Tampa Bay, Adam. Uh, the line here, Tampa Bay minus four and a half over unders is at 52. Um, these two teams a bit um, having different, faring differently in terms of against the spread. Six and three for Arizona, two and six for Tampa Bay. Um, well, I, I looked to the game. I think the one that stands out to me here is, is the overs. Um, the, the combined points for uh, in for Arizona is 50 and a half. Combined, uh, combined points against is 59.4. Uh, so both teams are bottom three against the pass in terms of yardage. Should be a lot of points. Should be a lot of yards here. A couple of other things that I quite liked in terms of pass completions uh, for both quarterbacks was 37 and a half over at bet 365. Uh, I think they, they have um, the legs to go overs on that. What are your thoughts on the game? Um. Pretty much the same as what you said. I tipped up um, the overs uh, earlier in the week on Sportsbook Review. It was a slightly, um, I think it was slightly higher than that. Yeah, it started uh, earlier in the week at 53, uh, this game. Um, same as you with the, with the bet as well. Uh, someone else put it up on Twitter earlier and I thought it was a really good bet. But I went with the single one with Jameis Winston over 23 and a half completions. Um, to be honest, I would probably pivot to the one you said. Was it 37 and a half for both of them? Yeah, so sorry, that's the longest pass completion. Oh, sorry, longest pass, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was for either quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, sorry, um, the one that I liked was Jameis over 23 and a half completions mm-hmm. in the game, yeah, which I true. thought was a fairly low one because, as I've said many a time with the Cardinals this year, they play really quick football. Um, so you get a lot of plays in a game and the Bucks will be passing a lot. The cards will have to pass to keep up with Tampa. So logically, there should be a lot of completions from both sides. So 
mm-hmm. thought that was a decent one. Yeah, I, I, I went for the overs as well. Um, again, for the same reasons, should be high-scoring game. Neither defense is that great, even though Patrick Peterson's back for the Cardinals. He's not been brilliant defending. And if you even if you shut down Mike Evans, Chris Godwin will score. If mm-hmm. you keep Godwin quiet, Evans will score. Yeah. One of them, or probably both of them, will score this weekend. I'm pretty confident on that. So that's a good one for DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, the, the main reason behind uh, how long this pass completion over 37 and a half by, you know, it's, it's, it's not the bet where you get both QBs, you have to pick one. Um, I'd probably go, James, oh, well, you could do both maybe and um, get Either. one and then you'd still be fine. But uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Evans leads the league in uh, 40 plus yard receptions with, with six. Uh, and again, you say that the, uh, the, the secondaries aren't great for both of these teams as well. So plenty, uh, plenty of uh, yeah, Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, plenty of, of opportunities for yak yards as well. So um, again, yeah. should be uh, should be a good run for you, man. Yeah, but um, it's um, the Sky Game as well. Should be a really good one. Mm. Yeah, over over fifty two as well is over underline. That's the highest of the week of the week ten slate as well. So um, there's two games that have over fifty points in their totals, and three there's three double digit favourites as well. Just FYI. Okay, let's move on. Atlanta, New Orleans, New Orleans, nearly two touchdown favourites here. Thirteen and a half. Fifty one point five is your over under. Um, yeah, again, one of these teams is good against the spread. One team is not. I'll let you. Uh, doesn't take a genius to work out which one is which, but uh, just for the benefit of the doubt, uh, New Orleans are six and two, and Atlanta two and six. Uh, New Orleans currently on a six win, uh, six game at winning streak, which is the longest action streak so far. Well, at this point in the NFL, uh, should be should be a lot of points, should be a lot of yardage in this one as well. But uh, I suppose you can you'd be able to count on one team more than the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very nicely um, mirrored the records in this one. You got one and seven, seven and one, and then two and six, six and two against the spreads, which is quite a nice little uh, mathematical thing. Um, yeah, basically, the Saints should win, should win comfortably, but um, both teams are coming off a bye, which is a little bit of a strange one. Um, Sean Payton and the Saints are nine and one against the spread coming off a bye in the last 10 games. So you would expect Saints to cover, but it's a very big line. And the Falcons have been getting blown out first half and then coming back in the second half with a lot of uh, Matt Ryan yardage. Um, so best bet here would probably be looking at Saints on the first half handicap, mm, which yeah, I didn't. I've only just talked about and got myself into, so I've not actually checked the odds on it. Um, oh, another one I liked at the... Um, it wasn't really a best bet, but at the odds was uh, Brian Hill, who is uh, 19-2 to to score any time uh, with Ito Smith, the second running back going on IR this week. Uh, Brian Hill, I would imagine, will be the second back. So there's probably a fairly decent chance of him at least getting um, well, an opportunity at scoring. The, um, the Saints do have a decent run defense, so it's not going to be an easy one. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, Saints minus seven and a half for the first half. Yeah. Just for that, I took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, should be again, like I say, a lot of yardage in this one. Atlanta actually have her pass yards are top first in the NFL and pass yards per game. Uh, Michael Thomas on the New Orleans side is currently uh, the receiving yards leader with 875 and also the number of receptions with 73. Uh, these two teams, average points in game, Atlanta 52, New Orleans 43.9. And uh, it's quite interesting actually, obviously 43.9 is actually quite low, but don't forget they've been, uh, they've been facing some good teams, but they've also had Teddy Bridgewater at uh, under centre and obviously no, uh, no Breeze, no Kamara, no Cook and 
quite not a lot else there to be quite honest so the fact that they're still uh, 43.9 points average in their games is uh, is actually probably quite something so um yeah 51.5 should be should be attainable in this one and say too high yeah i'd like to say high octane offenses um but yeah we shall see you say michael thomas is probably the bet for me either either receptions or yardage or uh, any time is four or five uh, with red zone as well. So that'd probably be the way I'm looking. Anything from you in this one? I, I, I know you said, but what would you, what would you, if you had to, if you had to pick one bet in this game, what's, what's your bet? Um, it would probably be the first half line. Um, Saints think. minus seven and a half on the first half. You can get minus three and a half for first quarter, which is probably quite tempting as well. The Falcons seem to be kind of dialing it in from now. Obviously they traded away to new. They've put, putting players on IR. Yeah. They seem to have, uh, yeah, just kind of giving up the season. So, yeah, that would be probably my one for this one if I had to. Would be the first half spread. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Let's move over. Oh, this could be a bloodbath. Uh, Baltimore, mm. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati are ten point underdogs. Over under here is forty four point five. This one is all about the run. Uh, to be quite honest, Baltimore first in rush yards per game, two hundred and twenty two, while Cincinnati are the worst against the run, giving up one hundred and seventy seven per game. So anyone that's got a Mark, Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson in their fantasy teams should be expecting at least twenty points, I suppose, uh, in there for those for those players as well. Both teams three and five against the spread. Um, yeah, could not. I, I, I tried Adam so hard to try and uh, find something from a Cincinnati point of view to to be optimistic about, but I couldn't do it. So maybe you could. Yep, um, the Ravens beat the best team in the league last year, uh, last week. Uh, the Patriots obviously killed their unbeaten start to the season, um, so they are going to be on a bit of a down this week because. They will be looking. A, they won't be bothering with this one. That is my handicap for the Bengals having any kind of points at all <laughs> in this game. Is basically this is uh, a look. Well, probably a look ahead spot and a look behind spot. Um, yeah, coming off that that win last week. Um, no, it's not going to be not going to be good. The Bengals only lost by six in Baltimore early in the season, but that was uh, an opening kickoff touchdown. And oh, yeah, a last-minute Andy Dalton touchdown. Yeah. The uh, the 59 minutes in between was atrocious, frankly. The first half, I think we had about 30 yards offense. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar again. Obviously, Ryan Finley's under center, which if Dalton wasn't the issue. Um, I'm glad that we've got Finley in there. It's a chance to see him, see whether he's worth it. If he's mildly decent, we can take Chase Young next year. If he's um, not great, we can take a quarterback next year. So it gives him a little bit more flexibility and a chance to see. Um, not sure what to make on the AJ Green thing either. I know this is coming a bit more Bengal-centric, sorry. Um, whether he is his ankle has flared up or whether because he's out of contract at the end of the year, he's just kind of mm. making any excuse to get out. I, I don't think he is. He seems to like He seems to have Stockholm Syndrome, frankly. He seems to like the Bengals and want to stay there. Um, but they're obviously not sorting out his contract. He's not playing, so it's kind of a bit of a mess on that. Uh, anyway, on this game, a um, couple that I looked at earlier, Willie Sneed to have over one and a half receptions. Um, not To be honest, I've not looked into any kind of statistical evidence of that, but um, it's, it's one to two for him to have two receptions. Um, my bet for the game, though, would be Lamar Jackson uh, rushing touchdown, which yep. was... Uh, 2.3, which is 13 to 10 mm-hmm. um, on 888. Uh, he scored against Cecilia in the season, had 123 yards or something, I think. 
Um, so you can either go for the anytime at 2.3 or you can look at Skybet for touchdown and 100 rushing yards, which they kindly put up for me last time. Mm. Will he need a six out of eight, uh, two or more receptions in the games this season? Yeah. So, yeah, like I say, it's pretty awful odds at one to two, but um, should be should be fairly good. Although Marquise Brown is probably back, so he will get a lot of uh, what, a couple of targets yeah. as well, I guess. Yeah, for me, I think Baltimore minus 10 is, uh, despite being away from home, I think it's going to be more than um, attainable for Baltimore. Mark Ingram, 8 to 11, best price for a, a, a score on the ground. Lamar Jackson, 13 to 10 with the Unibet as well, uh, which is which is fairly big. So, yeah, quite quite like that one. Uh, Marquis Brown, just FYI, is 9 to 4. Let's move on then to Buffalo at Cleveland. Cleveland minus 3 uh, in this one somehow. I'm not quite sure how they've worked that one out, but um, there we go. 40.5 is the over-under. Uh, obviously, last week we had the breakout of uh, Devin Singletary. He's 6 to 4 to score this week. Any times are quite liked that one. Um, this one's all going to be about... Um, Rushing the ball, isn't it? Good, you know, Buffalo and Cleveland, decent uh, against the pass. Um, yeah, Kareem Hunt obviously is is in the mix as well. What what do you what do you make of this one? Um, it's a weird one, isn't it? Obviously, they want you to bet the uh, the Bills. They do, yeah. Uh, giving us the points, um, and I I can't. <laughs> it is it seems really illogical, obviously, given the records of the teams. The Spread records, everything in there seems like you shouldn't ever touch the Browns on it, but I just can't bet the Bills on it either. Um, this is a do-or-die game for the Browns mm. if they need to win out, essentially, to make the playoffs. And I don't think they will, but they have to put the effort in on this one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of Nick Chubb, a lot of Kareem Hunt mm. on the ground for the Bills. Um, probably the same as always. It's, it should be good to see um, Singletary get a little bit more of the ball. He was the main leader, uh, the main guy for them last week and scored the touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't want anything to do with this game, to be honest. On um, mm. Either of them, I'm not too sure what the heck's going to go on. Yeah. I, I would lean the Browns just because they, they, they've got to click at some point. Mm. I know that the coaching's been awful. Um, my only one that I looked at for a bet was Tyler Croft, over nine and a half receiving yards on 888. Uh, he had 32 in his first game back. Uh, he had nothing last week, but was targeted. Probably only needs one reception to beat that line. Mm. Um, the tight end, and I believe he was the number one tight end for the two weeks he's been back. I think Dawson Knox has kind of taken a um, little step to the background. Not yeah, he's been knocked down. Um, yeah, no, I like to, yeah. I think I looked a bit deeper into into the run side of things. Uh, the the over under line in terms of rush attempts for Nick Chubb is 18. Uh, which I thought was was quite interesting. Um, obviously, you've got the Kareem Hunt side of things there, so I wouldn't... Be, again, it's a hard one. If, if they're in positive game script, you'd probably go over. If they're not, again, you'd probably go under. But you have the the added caveat of Kareem Hunt, so um, I'll probably leave that one alone. Devin Singletary's line was interesting with Bet365, 12.5 rush attempts. Uh, obviously, last week, he had the breakout of 20... I think he had 20 carries last week, so obviously a season high. But the games before that, and he had three, seven, six, and four carries. So, um, yeah, you could probably... If you have an opinion, you could probably make. You see, it's either going to be well over or well under. So, um, yeah, um, pay your money, take your chance on that one. But yeah, again, both of these teams' weaknesses is, is against the run. So you would expect uh, run the run the run game players to to kind of have the direct result, a direct impact on the result on this one. I just thought Singletary six to four any time. I thought was was quite a good bet because you know, yeah, I, I, often what you see is bookies 
uh, overreacting on something like that and then they'll just shove someone like Singletary into like 10 to 11, 40, you know, 8, 8 to 11, blah, 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 and all the other, other. But so I thought it was quite interesting that he's still uh, 6.4 on that one. Uh, another game I couldn't really get anything, uh, get a, a grip on is uh, Detroit at Chicago. Chicago minus three. The over under here is 41.5. Uh, Detroit defense, pretty bad, to be quite honest, in both facets, both pass and run. Chicago's defense, whilst they're, I think at this point, you kind of have to call them a good defense on them only because stat-wise, they're middle of the pack. Uh, defensive tackle, Akeem Hicks is out as well. So he's he's obviously a big miss on that on that line. Uh, Detroit games actually averaged 52 uh, points in total. So obviously that's a hell of a lot over 41 and a half that is the game for this one. The Chicago games uh, is of 35.8 and that's just due to the ineptitude on, uh, on probably on, uh, not mainly on the, on the offense, but uh, David Montgomery got the two ru- uh, rushing touchdowns last week. Uh, his line, his rush yard line is 64 and a half half. I think that's probably quite gettable against this Detroit, ga- uh, Detroit team, especially at home. But again, it's, it's not something I could have confidence in considering the Matt Nagy and the way he's been play calling so far this year. Um, I'm not quite sure why I'd go in this one. I'd probably leave this game well alone. What, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, pretty much the same as you. Um, I don't think the Lions match up well, um, to be honest. The, the Bears are seventh against the Rush according to DVOA. No, they're not. I apologize. They're 12th <laughs> against the Rush according to DVOA. Uh, which is lower than the seventh they are for uh, defending a pass. They're seventh against a pass. Um, and the Lions want to pass the ball because they've got no run game. Um, the, the last few weeks have shown that the run game is where you target the Bears. But as I say, the Lions don't want to do that with Ty Johnson and whoever they've got there. So mm. it, the Lions don't match up well at all, to be honest. But the Bears are shambles. Mm. Um, it's, it's quite it funny would. actually do you reckon if Mike Davis got Mike Davis have just been I think he's going to be waived today it'd be interesting if he got waived yesterday or even if he well, I don't know if, can they still claim him tomorrow I'm not quite sure it'd be interesting I'm not sure Detroit would have been quite interested in him I thought yeah you'd imagine that they would have picked him up straight away if they could because yeah. obviously it's, it's always nice to get someone off your opponent's team the day after yeah, yeah. learn a few inside tricks and yeah they do need him uh, frankly yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Ty Johnson looks all right with carry on, but they don't seem to be giving yeah. him the ball. Um, yeah. I am putting a tiny bit of faith in one of their running backs. So uh, my one pick for this game, if I had to make one, would be J.D. McKissick over 16 and a half receiving yards. Um, that was about five to six mm. uh, on Paddy Power, uh, just because he's the pass catching back. I think that's probably the, the best way they are going to be able to attack the Bears um, defense. Mm. Yeah, uh, so not many people are going to be watching that one. Uh, probably get a few more viewers. Kansas City, the return of the uh, the greats and uh, the holy grail of quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, the all-conquering Patrick Mahomes. Everyone loves Patrick Mahomes. Um, at Tennessee, Tennessee six-point underdogs in this one. Over-under is 49 and a half. Uh, like I say, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is back. I didn't know if I made that clear. Patrick Mahomes, everyone, is back. Uh, Kansas City, <laughs> um, I, I struggle to find... Obviously, you expect Kansas City win here. I'm not quite sure whether they'll cover or not. They probably will. But this is obviously a Tennessee team that are decent, fairly decent against the pass, not great against the run. Um, this is a Kansas City team that are second in terms of pass yards per game. Uh, I, try, I tried to find an angle here for Derek Henry, um, as Kansas City are 29th versus the run, absolutely awful person run. But uh, Derek Henry, 
if Kansas City get their, get their their game going and you know blow out to an early lead, Derek Henry is going to be game scripted out of this one. Uh, for, you know, coupled with that, Derek Henry just has three point nine point nine yards per carry uh, this season. He's actually four. I think four of his uh, four of his six rushing uh, touchdowns have all come from one yard as well. And I, I can't quite mm. see uh, if Tennessee get down that far as much. Obviously, with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, behind uh, behind centre, Corey Davis, I think, is out for this one as well. Um, so again, I couldn't really find anything, an angle on this one apart from just a Kansas City uh, Kansas City win. If you are if you are interested in in Derek Henry, toys over under in terms of rush attempts is seventeen point five. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know what you make of this game. No, um, KC have been actually pretty good um, against uh, on defence over the last few weeks. They seem to have. A- got a lot better they're um fourth against the pass which is a heck of a lot better than where they were any time last year um but like you said 28th against the runs so yeah I, I guess Derek Henry would be the way you want to lean um I did for some stupid reason I saw Deion Lewis at 15 and a half yards and thought well that's good and then <laughs> I remembered that he's done absolutely nothing all season yeah um so yeah maybe <laughs> maybe not so good that one um do you reckon, no, do you reckon one, Dion uh, Lewis, um, he, he begrudges leaving uh, New England? Uh, you've got to think so, haven't you? Yeah, it's um, it's not gone that well for him. Um, Tom Kislingbury put up a load of stats about him earlier saying that he's he's had something like 17 pass receptions since the Super Bowl that he had 13 pass receptions in. Jesus. Something, something ridiculous like that. It was some kind of crazy stat. And obviously that's two and a half seasons ago or season and a half ago. Um so yeah, he he's been criminally underused because we saw he was a very good player, mm. but uh, obviously the Titans don't want to use him like that. So yeah, you, you've got to, I guess you've got to look at uh, Derek Henry to do something on the ground. Um, but I was looking at uh, the other side. I was looking at Damian Williams because he looks like he's taken over the mantle as the um, top runner there now. Um, um, but he's going up against one of the best run defences in the league. So that one's not exactly brilliant either, but he's got a quite a low line of 37 and a half. Um, and he had, I think, 12, yeah, 12 carries last week, which was the most on the Chiefs team. Yeah, The Chiefs, I think, should be in fairly decent control on this one. I can't imagine yeah. um, the Titans putting up a huge amount of points. So, yeah, you never know. I mean, he ran for one touchdown for 91 yards last week. So if he gets one of them, then obviously we're sorted. But yeah, I'm rambling a bit now. Um, Damien Williams, 37 and a half yards would be my one bet if I had to. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably... But I won't. I'd probably lean unders. I think 50. I don't think I can... I don't... I know obviously with Kansas City, you're, you're playing with fire if you're going to go unders in any Kansas City game. But um, yeah, I think if Tennessee managed to do, do manage to get Derek Henry going and Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes would maybe not be 100%. Um, yeah, under, I think 50 is quite a high number to get to. Maybe something like uh, 30, 20. Yeah, I suppose it could get to that maybe. But yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Mm. Mm. Okay, let's move on to Miami at Indianapolis. Jacoby Brissett is uh, confirmed as out as this game, so Brian Hoy is going to get the start. Uh, Indianapolis, uh, the markers have only really just gone up for this one as we record on a Sunday, uh, Saturday evening whilst uh, Strictly Come Dancing. I think it's just finished, actually. Uh, I need to go, go and watch LSU Alabama. Yes, you heard, you heard that rightly, LSU Alabama. Um, <laughs> you, you're not fussed about um, the Bearcats against Connecticut? 
I, I, now, now, now you're talking a different language, mate. <laughs> yes, Cincinnati Bearcats against Connecticut. I don't know what Connecticut's nickname is. I know that Connecticut are plus 35 points on yeah. the uh, handicap there, such as the joys of college football. The only thing I know about Connecticut is that's where uh, Triple H comes from in WWE. You know more than me about it. <laughs> anyway, this, uh, back to the game. Uh, Indianapolis, <laughs> Indianapolis, ten and a half point favourites. I didn't manage to see what it was before uh, the Brissette stuff. I wouldn't assume it would have moved too far. Uh, no, ten and a half. Stayed yeah. at that. I think they were expecting Brissette to be yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Forty, like I say, forty-three and a half is the over/under. I expect this to be a Marlon Mack game um, of T.Y. Hill and now Paris Campbell out, so I can see a lot of run here for Marlon Mack. I've got a sneaky suspicion um, that you're going to go for it for the angle of Naeem Himes. Uh, catches or something like that anyway but uh, we'll get to you very shortly indeed Miami give up the, the league most 32 points per game as well so um, of course they're on back of the uh, yeah, riding high off that win uh, they can't even tank properly one last week against the New York Jets uh, probably, probably a game I'll leave alone unless I'm uh, looking at Marlon Mack markets that's a good time yeah. twister isn't it Marlon Mack markets Marlon Mack markets yes um, yeah like you said um, I probably would have looked at Naeem Hines if there was any lines up but yeah there's um, as far as I know there's not a whole lot of lines up for it at the moment because obviously the confusion over the quarterback um, no um, the Colts have been involved in seven point games oh yeah that's the biggest margin of defeat or victory in all of their games uh, they can't they can't blow anyone out of the water so I would lean towards the Dolphins getting the ten and a half points because of that fact uh, one of these teams is on a winning streak as well um, and it's, it's not the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, they're going to be riding high. Um, the, the weird thing about that is, obviously, the ownership were probably cursing them, but the players and the coaching staff obviously wanted the win, and they were celebrating all out last week. They were yeah. really happy with it. But, obviously, they've lost their best wide receiver, the undrafted rookie, Preston Williams, out for the season with an ACL, and they lost the guy that they were making their main running back, Mark Walton. He's suspended for four games because of being a knobhead in um, preseason. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of without without weapons, frankly. But Fitz can do stuff. He's got Devante Parker still, who scored four in his last five. Uh, the one I am looking at though is Mike Gesicki, the um, second-year tight end. He's five to one. You can get a price off on him uh, to score any time uh, because there's not many weapons. He's one of the few that's left, and he had 95 yards off six targets last week. So I'd imagine they will probably target him a little bit more. Uh, the running game is probably going to be Balage. Uh, maybe a bit of a uh, Hakeem Grant, but yeah, there's no interest there because the Colts are a very good defense. So yeah, the the one and only one I looked at was um, Kasiki just because he's five to one. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, quite looking forward to this game, Carolina at Green Bay. Uh, Kyle Allen uh, travels over to Lambeau Field. Green Bay are four and a half point favourites, which I thought was uh, slightly interesting as well. Not, you know, bookies maybe having a bit of fun with that one, maybe begging you to, again to take the uh, Packers over under. Here is forty-seven. Uh, two, uh, two of the worst, or two of the bottom ten rush defenses in the league. Christian McCaffrey, uh, one of the MVP so far this season, should have another decent game. He's uh, has the most. He's tied for the most 40 year 40 plus yards rushes and 20 with uh, as well with four and six respectively touchdown leader with 13 and it's in the scrimmage yard leader as well with 1247 um i quite like the points in this one i think um 
with Carolina's game so far this season, the average is at 51. Green Bay is 46 as well. We know Green Bay not really until, uh, especially against the Chargers recently, they've they've not really hit the ground running as well. But I think this could be a bit of a shootout here because Carl Allen's not uh, not back down when he's been put under centre so far this season, obviously taken over up from Cam Newton. Yeah, he's um, obviously not got the pre- <coughs> not the pressure. He hasn't got the um, the worry of Cam Newton coming back anymore, which has got to be a good thing for him, you'd imagine. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think it, that neither East team can defend, which is obviously the the key bit to look at here. Um, yeah, the the Packers are 25th against the run, uh, so you've got to expect McCaffrey to score. You got to expect probably Aaron Jones to score because the Panthers are thirty second, I believe, against the run, which obviously is dead last. <laughs> first, the uh, first worst. Yes, the first worst. Yeah, thirty second against the run, third against the pass, which is um, pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, they're, they're obviously a run funnel. So the Aaron Jones is five to six to score any time on Betfair. Um, that would be my bet on this one. Uh, as for results, I would lean to the Packers. Um, but yeah, I think, as you've said, the uh, the over seems fairly decent bet with the lack of defence on both sides. Mm. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, for you shorties out there, four to nine, uh, best price any time as well. It's probably um, pretty... Better, better return than you were doing at any bank account, I suppose. Let's move yeah, over. In, um, sorry, in the States, he was uh, about four to five to score a rushing touchdown. Um, he scored a rushing touchdown in all but one game this year um, against the Bucks, where he stopped on the one-yard line. Um, so I'm going to request that over at Skybet hmm. and see if they can get that up for us. Mm, uh, I'm just going to just gonna quickly to nip over. I'm going to quickly nip over to the States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I have to do writing for the States, so I know these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, so uh, let's do uh, Pittsburgh. LA Rams are the travelling team. Um, two good teams against the spread, actually. Rams 6-2, and two, uh, Pittsburgh are 5-3. and three. Uh, Pittsburgh find themselves as four-point underdogs, though, in this one. Over-under is 43. The Rams are without Brandon Cook, so there's an absolute stonking bet there. Um, we'll get to that very shortly indeed. For Pittsburgh, no James Connor either, so it could, it could probably be another pummel fest for Jalen Samuels. What are you liking this one? I know I think we like the same uh, the same bet here, don't we? Yeah, obviously we uh, we had a little uh, conversation earlier about Josh Reynolds. It's it's a tough one to be honest. I probably wouldn't bet it just because I do actually respect the Pittsburgh defense, which is something that's fairly difficult for me to say. <laughs> um, obviously, they made that ridiculous trade, but uh, they have got a solid first-round player in um, Minka Fitzpatrick, who's been smashing things up for them and just completely changed around their defense. Um, I would lean under the 43 points because of that. Uh, it's outside. It's going to be about two or three degrees, I believe. Um, Jared Goff is a California lad. He does not like the cold. He doesn't do well on the road, and he doesn't do well under pressure. And Pittsburgh are very good at getting pressure. Um, in the quarterback's face, uh, you can get over three and a half sacks. Was uh, I think ten to eleven on three six five. I think that's a fr- pretty solid bet on that one because I think uh, Goff's going to take a few. The only worry is that Rudolph won't because he throws the ball after half a second to Samuels every time. Uh, so it's it's a bit of a risk on that front. But the sacks line is normally set about four and a half for most games. So getting over three and a half, I think's a pretty good one. Uh, so yeah, I like the unders forty three and sorry forty four and a half is now, 
Mm. Yeah, I'm just going to have a look at, is, I'm just on about 365 now, I'm just going to have a look at some uh, passing attempts, passing completions in player. And, to be fair, uh, completions is pretty good for him because he does just dump it off. Yeah, pass completion. So you've got Mason Rudolph, 32 and a half passing attempts is the line, 20.5 is completions. Uh, unfortunately, Bet365 don't have any receptions for any Pittsburgh players, so uh, that's slightly slightly interesting. Josh Reynolds, two and a half. Cooper Cup, six and a half. Robert Woods, four and a half. Yeah, I don't like any of that. Anyway, uh, anything else? Live research. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not a game I really want to watch. Uh, his completions... 26 last game, 20 the game before, 13, 24. Mm. Um, so it's, it's around that line, to be fair. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I say I'll, I'll probably lean, yeah, any, yeah, Josh Reynolds any time, 130, uh, I think it's a stonking bet, considering he'll be in the lineup. Um, yeah, what I say, unders. Yeah, 43 is probably about right. Uh, okay, let's move on. Two games left to go. Sunday Night Football, Minnesota at Dallas. My Dallas are three-point favourites. And the over-under here, 48.5. Really like the unders in that one. Uh, both teams averaging under that. Minnesota averaging 43 in, a, in their games. And uh, Dallas is, uh, averages 46 in their games. This is a, a number one total offence with Dallas, though. Uh, but this, I think this game is going to be a heavy, heavily run game. So clock's going to tick. Um, you know, this is the third and fourth best teams in terms of rush yards per game. Uh, run about 150 rush yards per game in terms of numbers. Yeah, again, both, both t- two decent defences on the other side as well. So I just think, you know, rushing leader on one side in Dalvin Cook, 894, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott, like I say, I think I mentioned on Thursday's podcast, I think he ran at about six yards per carry. Uh, Dallas offensive line, very good at opening holes for Zeke. And when Zeke falls forward, he still gains about three yards as well. So uh, it's the stuff any uh, Joe Mixon can dream of, to be quite honest. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry, Adam, I didn't mean to. I haven't got that yeah. written down. That just comes to my head. So, but uh, yeah, but, uh, like, like the unders, like the Unders in this one. Um, I think it'd be a KG KG affair. Um, yeah, I honestly didn't have a huge amount on this one. I think it should be a really good game. Um, but yeah, didn't didn't have anything too much to say. I think the Cowboys should win. It's Cousins in prime time, mm. um, and in a night game against a team with a winning record, it's not a not a good spot for Kirk Cousins historically. If you believe that kind of thing, mm. which I guess you've had to. Um, the theory behind that apparently he has a he, not an OCD, but he likes his routine, and obviously this messes up the routine. Supposedly, that is what um, I heard recently about the um, explanation as to why he's garbage in big games. Um, yeah, a couple I looked at on this one was Randall Cobb, um, ten to three as well, one hundred thirty. Uh, Amari Cooper's been dinged up all week. He, I think he'll go. I don't know whether you probably know more than me. Yeah, his his MRI came back fine. Yeah, so he'll probably go. So probably not on the cob. Uh, and then Dak Prescott, 16 and a half rush yards. Um, again, no real evidence to it. It was just one I noted down earlier, thinking that was a fairly decent line. Hmm. This is a weird, but I don't know why. Bet365 have got player rushing attempts for uh, Zeke Elliott, 18 and a half, and Alexander Madison, 7 and a half. They haven't got rushing attempts for Davin Cook. Why would you not put that up? Because it's going to be 20, I guess. They, they're probably panicking on it. They have... Um, I just noticed that they took one. They took the Bears versus Colts off the board as well. I don't know why. Sorry, no Bears versus Lions off the board. I don't know why that would be unless um, there's been more news on Matthew Stafford because there was a little bit of rumours around him earlier. Mm. Yeah, rushing lines for Cook and Elliott, uh, 81 and a half, 85 and a half respectively as well. Uh, Dak Prescott, 16 and a half line. That's not bad over. Yeah, that, that's, that was um, the one I mentioned. He's he's 
had uh, he's to be fair, he's only gone over it three times yeah. this season. Um, but he's kind of the, he's kind of the X factor though, isn't he? When uh, kind of he, the teams cancel each other out. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. He, he went over it against the Redskins. He went over it in the big win against the Eagles and over against the Packers. So it is the Packers and the Eagles obviously were the bigger games in that one. So I'd like to think in the big games where he needs it, he does it. Mm. But um, yeah, a little bit of a risk. But yeah, sixteen and a half I thought was fairly decent on that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's round it off then. Monday Night Football, San Francisco hosts the Seattle Seahawks. NFC West battle uh, should be a good one this and San Francisco minus six and a half point favourites over and it is 47. A couple of uh, bits on this game. George Kittle is a bit questionable. He's been a bit dinged up. Um, probably looking like he's on the wrong side of questionable to be honest. Uh, and then obviously Russell Wilson um, had a stellar performance last week against Tampa Bay. Five touchdowns to boot. Uh, but he's going up against the uh, number one pass defence. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, going to be. A, it should be a really good game to watch, but it's a really tough one mm. to to pick because I I trust in Russell Wilson, but I also trust massively in Carl Shanahan and what he'll have planned. Um, so yeah, it's it's it is a rough one because obviously, like you said, the Seahawks want to run the ball, but they might not be able to. So it could just be a Russell Wilson game. Mm. Um, the Seahawks have got a fairly decent run defense as well, so it's um, yeah, it's. Mm. It's a tough one. Nip and tuck. Yeah, it should be, it should be a feisty one as well. I'd say those uh, NFC West battles are pretty good as well. Hopefully, yes. I, I, if I had to bet, I'd probably pick, I'd probably, uh, pick the bigger, the worst odds and have the Seattle plus seven as well. I don't think they should be really... I know they're not great on, on defence, but do we know if uh, Josh Gordon's playing in this one? Probably not. He's active. I think he's meant to be playing. Okay. Um, no, the one that I did look at was Tyler Lockett, um, longest reception, uh, which for some reason I haven't got written down here. Um, he, that was he has another American book that was why because it was when I was doing the other work um, yeah I think it was over 22 and a half I will come and save you stay with me longest uh, over 21 and a half for Lockett yeah yeah um, which is I think is a pretty decent one he has beaten that in all but two of his games this year mm. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, that was about four to five. Mm. Be interesting uh, to see. It'd be interesting. Sorry, Adam. It'd be interesting to see actually how San Francisco defense covers. You know, if Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon obviously gets on the field, they have him lock it. DK Metcalf as well. So um, yeah, be quite interesting to see how they cover all the Seattle guys. Yeah, a couple of big lads for them there, and lock it. Who's just always always open. So mm. yeah, Richard Sherman revenge game as well. Yep, and he's been brilliant this year. Mm. Um, Sherman has obviously cornerbacks don't get talked about a whole lot um, so yeah the other one I kind of half looked at was Raheem Mustard at 16-1 to 1. Um, just because the odds um, he's obviously played a fair bit this year uh, I, I was looking at Ross Dwelly who's the tight end behind Kittle but the odds on him are atrocious so that was a no bet um, the one game that we have missed I think we probably missed it on purpose because it's the Battle of New York um, oh yeah! <laughs> don't, th- don't think there's a whole lot of point talking much about it. The only bet I would have on that would Giants minus three. Yeah, it's an interesting one that Giants. It's, a, it's another game again where you kind of thinking the Jets might spark into life with Bell and uh, Robbie Anderson and Jameson Crowder, um, but you, you can't have any faith in that confidence at the moment. In that, no, I thought that last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, uh, they screwed me last week. So no, so yeah, I, but the Giants, the, the Jets are dead. They're such a shambles at the moment so I've got to take Giants minus three on that one you can probably in fact thinking about it if you can get Daniel Jones over one and a half interceptions 
then you'll probably get around even on that because it's normally just 0.5. Mm. Yeah, over so, under is 40, 44 and a half in that one as well. I can't find any player props for that in Bank 365. So, yeah, I didn't, I, did, uh, I just didn't write it down. So maybe, uh, maybe I was just trying to get oof. it out of my mind. Daniel Jones, <laughs> Daniel Jones to throw an interception four to nine. Oof, Jesus, that, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's thrown tons this year, um, but yeah, I, I'll probably request over one and a half in that one. To be honest, maybe yeah. Okay, cool. But let's get out of here, Adam, and let's uh, what's your best two bets of the weekend? What's your your napper next best for the weekend? Anything? Uh, Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown, uh, thirteen to ten. Yeah. Um, next best, Aaron Jones, the Welshman. Five to six on Betfair. <laughs> the Welsh one. Very good. Yep. The um, very Welsh backfield, uh, Jones and Williams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you with uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Russian touchdown, Faints 10 is a great bet. Obviously, Singletary as well, six to four, were appealed. But probably nap of the weekend for me is probably overs in the uh, Carolina and Green Bay team. Uh, Green Bay game, sorry. But uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get a few bets up on the, uh, on the website, full 10 yardscom That's the next best. And we'll also post our best bet giveaway. Didn't do one last week because... Uh, Oh my god! I don't want to revisit last weekend. There's a lot of lot of stuff no. going on, but um, but there we go. Uh, good luck with all your bets this week. This weekend, don't forget to go and check out Adam's good work over at tdtips.com at Touchdown Tips on the Twitter, and we are of course at Full Ten Yards. So give us a follow, share the love, and say share the podcast as well if you love your betting podcast. Hopefully, if you enjoyed this format, if you enjoyed us going through all the games rather than just going through our, our bets, uh, do let us know because uh, we're quite keen to to try and iron it out a little bit and see see what you guys found fancy out there but i'm gonna go now prove some more markets and put some more bets on i've also oh also adam it might be do you want to just plug your drafting um yeah if you are interested in one day fantasy football if your season is dead in the water in the season long and you want to keep on going you can have um a couple of quid a week a couple of dollars a week on DraftKings, which is like say one day fantasy football if you go on to my page touchdowntips.com forward slash DraftKings. You can find sign-up details on there. Uh, you can sign up, pay in $10. You get a free $10 at the moment. Um, it also gets me a little bit of cash. I will not deny that, which keeps helps me keep my stuff free, helps Tim keep everything free here, and keeps me being able to do everything with Tim each week. Um, yeah, I have a few leagues on there, normally $5 entry um, with 20 entries. So you get a nice little first, second, third on that one, $45 for the win. Yeah. Which is it's really good each week. It makes every game interesting. You don't have to put on hundreds of pounds worth of bets. You can just do a $5 game on there and keep it all going. Um, mm-hmm. They've also got a free roll this week. Free entry for $100,000 worth of prizes, which is the biggest free prize pool they've ever had. It's to celebrate 100 years of the NFL. So yeah, if you are interested, you can go to touchdowntips.com slash DraftKings and find out that way how to mm-hmm. sign up. Yeah, I had, 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 had a couple of people actually during the week uh, ask me about, did, did that, that guy ever get you? Is it Matt, I think? Did it, someone come your way? Did someone ask uh, me about it? He, he, joined, he joined the league. He didn't message me, but he's, he joined my, uh, my league on there. So, yeah, I believe yeah. he got in. And funnily enough, just in my messages right now, I've got uh, at Taz Tiara asking me when the betting podcast is, uh, when's <laughs> the betting podcast? So I suppose on that note, I suppose I'd better go and put it up, hadn't I? Yep, shout out to Taz Tiara. He normally messages me asking when my tips are up as well. So he definitely listens and reads each week. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, shout out to you. Um, yeah, if, if you're struggling with some DFS stuff, uh, Jake Lindley Brown, one of our writers over at Full 10 Yards, has just put his DFS uh, bits out for week 10. So go and check that out, full10yards.com. We're going to get out of here, Adam. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of days. So, in the meantime, it's goodbye from Adam. Bye. And it's goodbye from me, in the great words of Kevin Cadle. It's bye bye for now. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards. Or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.